1: To go on a Valentine's Day edition of Wes and Walker, feel free to text us 704 570 9610. That is the Garage Door Guru text line. I asked you for a certain song that we should play at the end of the show because right now we have eight. We usually play nine throughout the course of a show. Wes gave some entries. Biddy talked about a couple, I guess. And there have been plenty of suggestions here. You did talk about a couple of songs. Yeah, but
0: was, oh, I guess. Why are my songs catching strays?
1: No, they're not catching strays. I just, I'm, I'm still not even sure what you said because you yourself said you didn't have anything at the top of the dome. I
0: said Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs. And then I started singing during the break, Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. You
1: did during the break. That's right. You did sing Strawberry Wine. And that's because somebody wrote in Chris Stapleton's Tennessee Whiskey. And that would be a good one to play. As far as Valentine's Day goes, that's, that's pretty solid.
0: So how do you know about Chris Stapleton,
1: who did a fantastic job singing the
0: anthem on Sunday? But I, you don't know Luke Holmes.
1: That's no, a good prop. No, I do know Luke Holmes. I don't know the song that you mentioned by Luke Holmes. Beautiful. Crazy. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah. <laughs> woo, did you hear that crack in there? Somebody said that I have the best voice cracks. I don't think so. I think that was 50. a good
2: Super Bowl prop. That thing hit right on the time.
1: I had friends that had money on it. And they were timing it and mm-hmm. trying to figure out if they were going to he win went it. like
2: 220. Well, it was
1: 201 was the over-under set, I believe, whatever this book was. And he stopped the, the watch at 201. And then so it's like, is there a push? is that such a thing can you have that on a national anthem over under and apparently i think it was 203 is Mm -hmm. what was registered real time yeah 206 maybe something like that um but yeah it was a very very good line on the national anthem time limit 704 number wrote in you tell me if you like any of these songs super freak anything by marvin gay of course we got some marvin gay for you today freddie jackson you are my lady (laughs) somebody said play milkshake
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. the thing is yeah send them ratchet ones too i want the
1: you know what's funny is i actually think we probably could get away with milkshake i don't think there's any cursing in the hook so i think we could get away with milkshake so yes i i can't believe i'm advocating for that but here i am live on air doing so music soul child teach me big mitch right and then yeah i don't mind music soul child i got a couple of different songs i'd put in there um and then uh, those are the entries that we have so far. So again, text us seven zero four five seven zero nine six zero. There's some ratchet
2: situations going on today. Now let's not get it twisted. There's some cats getting gifts for one girl and got to get it for the other going on two days. So let's mm-hmm. get some ratchet love songs in there as well. Are you
0: talking from experience,
2: Wes? I am not. Don't snitch on. I them. would not do that. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hit the pockets that hard on Valentine's Day to be trying to double up on Valentine's Day. Now that's that's a uh, hustling backwards.
1: The spaceman wrote in genuine. Wes knows. Yeah. I know Genuine, too. <laughs> Please. We all know Genuine. Yeah, Genuine has a ton of songs. Uh, he, well, he, well, he's he got the one, though. He's got oh, the yeah, one yeah, that yeah. you're going to play on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. And it may or may not be a part of the list that we That's have like today. That's like for the end of the night. That is for the end of the night. But the thing is, has there ever been a beat that sounds more raunchy without yeah. any words attached to it? I mean, you play the instrumental, and I feel like an FCC violation yeah. <laughs> to come in my way. No, no this no is true.
2: Pony definitely... Does have a very
1: I mean erotic sounding. I mean, look, you got some Marvin Gaye instrumentals, but I think that's because of the power of the words mm-hmm. that you attach to it. Oh, yeah. I'm telling anybody, all walks of life, cavemen could hear "My Pony" and they'd be like, "Okay, that's that is something that we need to get busy to." Yeah.
2: Oh, I got a good one. The Janet Jackson, anytime, any place. That's the end of the night
1: one. Too. That'd be good. Yeah, Janet Jackson. Yeah. There's a couple Janet Jackson ones from the end of the night. People writing in Keith Sweat. Um, we got a lot. Teddy Pendergrass, Anthony Hamilton. Shout out! I'll Crib, be sure. Charlotte. Night and day. We got Ooh. a lot. We got a lot coming in. Uh, yeah. Somebody said, "Heck yes!" I was about to text "Pony" by Genuine because that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. Seven zero four five seven zero. The Colts hired Shane Steichen as their head coach. We just saw him as the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. They appeared in the Super Bowl and they almost won and they had a great offensive performance. Jalen Hurts was magnificent in this game. The offensive game plan where Jalen Hurts was running the football well. He was throwing, making some of the best throws that he ever has in his entire career. It was astonishing what he was able to do. In the end, you're just going against that man, Pat Mahomes, and one of the best offensive minds ever to do it in Andy read i like the shane steichen hire when we were talking about guys that were candidates for carolina Mm -hmm. Wes, i like shane steichen coming here if that was going to be the hire apparently had a bad
2: interview that was the report here in the city of charlotte He looks a lot different than i thought he
1: would what did you think he was going to look like
2: i don't know man i just get things in my head i I guess because Sirianni's young and kind of swaggy i thought that uh I mean, Staying Stike, and that name kind of sounds a little swaggy. So I thought he was gonna kind of look like that that Sirianni mode. And I see him, and he
1: he he looks kind of young. I don't know if he looks swaggy uh, though. But look, I'm not the swag lord, so I don't have any authority on who's swagging, and who's yeah, not. Yeah, he,
2: he looks, uh, you know, he looks a little different. Okay. So right.
1: so so even with Shane Steichen, like, I, I don't care how weird or lame he looks. If he's able to call plays. Yeah, I didn't
2: say all that. No, you, you, didn't you, put the words you,
1: no you disrespected him. You said he looks ugly. You said you can't stand looking at him. Yeah, and see, I'm just I'm just relaying yeah. the message Four. to the people. That's what I heard about Shane Steichen. What do you make about this hire for the Colts?
2: Uh, I think it was higher that's incomplete at this point we don't know what he's gonna do he's never been a head coach all that we know right now is that he had a great offensive Philadelphia that he will now come to the coach and they will be devoid of said weapons that he had he won't have Jalen Hurts he won't have AJ Brown he won't have Miles Sanders he will have Jonathan Taylor he will have um what's the receiver I forgot his name because he was on my fantasy team and did nothing Uh, Michael Pittman. Yeah, Michael Pittman. Forgot his name. So he'll have a couple of things to work with, but he's also going to be in the market for quarterback. And we talked about during the break that with that offense and with what Jalen Hurts has done, I think they will probably be the Panthers' biggest competition to get a C.J. Stroud because I think he fits that offense to a T. So we talked about
1: that, too, with not only – Shane Steichen, maybe going after a Brian Johnson, who is someone that a lot of people would want as their offensive coordinator, but having Josh McCown, a part of the coaching staff. Now Mm -hmm. we played the soundbite yesterday, Josh McCown compared CJ Stroud to Joe Burrow. And and I'm going to get some mock draft melees going as we lead up to the NFL draft. And so what I want is for Fiddy to just drop a soundbite and he goes to whatever mock draft is blessing us at that moment, CBS, ESPN, it doesn't matter. But there are a lot, Wes, I don't know if you've noticed this, that have C.J. Stroud going to Carolina, not only because of trades, but even seeing him drop all the way to nine. That is a common thing, and I'm with you. You're shaking your head to the people that can't see, and I'm <laughs> with you on all of that. Mm-hmm. But why am I seeing it so much at this part? That's what's crazy to me.
2: One thing I will say that is a good omen for Panther fans, in my experience, every time I've seen Mike Jackson in the past, that have had the Panthers linked to one specific player, multiple ones in one year, they more than likely end up picking that guy. I remember Kelvin Benjamin. Every mock draft had them taking KB. Every mock draft had them taking um, John Beeson when they picked him.
1: Oh, wow. You're going back. See, I'm even thinking recently – Everybody had him taking Derrick Brown.
2: That's what I'm saying. And I think a lot of mock just had them picking Brian Burns when they picked him. 100%. So that's one good omen, I will say, for the Panthers. But the thing that, to me, is I think the Panthers are going to have to make a move. As I said, I think the Colts sitting there at four are going to be big competition for them. But also, we know how the draft process works, people. When these workouts start and these interviews start and they see how great he is on the on the I'm not going to say the chalkboard, but how good he is. On the grease board, I guess you could say, when he gets out there and, and starts to <laughs> working weird. out and he's got that whip of an arm and he's throwing that thing all over. Teams are going to fall in love. You're going to hear all types of stuff. And like I said, I think the Colts are going to covet him as well. I think the Panthers, if they are going to get him, is going to take some finessing out. Here. Did you mean whiteboard? Is that what you mean? The Some people board? call it grease
1: board. Do people call it grease? Have you ever heard yeah. it called grease
0: board, Fitty? I actually have because I've watched uh, John Gruden
1: talk about it. He says the grease. He did that in QB Gruden yeah. camp or whatever. Draw that spider
0: 2Y banana yeah, man I'll on the grease what, man. board,
2: man.
1: I'll tell you what, spider 2Y banana.
2: You don't lingo, need You guys need to get with the lingo. You don't know college rack. You don't know grease board. Uh, uh, like,
0: okay, whenever you say college rack, what do you uh,
2: think I'm thinking about? Raps on raps. <laughs> let's move on let's move on Fitty. Let's this move valentine's on. day yeah, i guess i don't is.
1: know how we can try to <laughs> that was good an though Fitty. i
2: gotta give you credit on that no, that, don't was, do that. that was why good. are you doing that Air stop encouraging
1: five. him i do want to send this <laughs> i'm gonna put this out to the text line as well because you're so right about mock drafts nailing the pick for the carolina panthers yeah. in totality there's going to be some outliers here and there but I want to go to the last truly surprising selection when it comes to the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. So Icky was a little harder to pin down because you had all three offensive linemen available. I think at the end of the day, I still would have gone with the right? Like I I think even with Evan Neal, Charles cross all available, all available. I still think Icky was the pick that we would have pinned down to JC Horn. I don't I don't know if that, that was That was a tricky one. Yeah, it was tricky because you had
2: quarterbacks that that mock draft was all over the place because you had Justin Fields, mm-hmm. uh Mac Jones, Rashawn Slater, but then Matt Rolls Slater. said Slater thought he wasn't a left yeah, tackle guy. Yeah, but you saw Mac Jones, Justin Fields the most besides J.C. Horn. But you're right about so Brian
1: Burns, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everybody nailed it. So if it wasn't Brian Burns, then it was Andre Dillard, the left mm-hmm. tackle out of Washington State. And then eventually he would go to the Eagles. Derek Brown, everybody nailed that. DJ Moore, I knew that was coming in. Yeah, he was a Christian McCaffrey eventually became that guy. Yeah. I mean, when he started to rise up the draft boards, I think everybody did. Cam knew.
2: did as it got closer to the draft.
1: Yeah, 100%. And even with people saying, hey, what about Jake Locker, Blaine yeah. Gabbert? <laughs> It was always going to be Cam Newton as soon as they got to the NFL draft. So as we kind of look at some of the options. Could you
2: imagine if the Panthers would have taken
1: either one of those guys? Oh, my Lord. It'd be a lot of bad QB purgatory, (laughs) even longer than I wanted. There's a lot of people that were way out on Cam. I mean, there's a
2: reason. You to I mean, those are guys you could see in college. I did not like Blaine Gabbert or Jake Locker at all in college. I like Jake Locker. Okay, I did not. But he got hurt. I that well, that was the thing
1: about Locker too. Is he what? He retired at like 26, they took too something many like that.
2: I just didn't see it with either one of those guys. Yeah, Gabbert was was the weird one. But the thing is,
1: and I tweeted this out when AJ Green retired, it was always going to be Cam. Marty Herney was not going to be moved off that spot in the scouting department. The, you know they were they were rolling with the QB, but AJ Green was going to be the next guy. They were not going to draft Blake Abbott. They were not going to draft Jake Locker. AJ Green was going to be the next right. one, and that draft was insane. If you go back and look at the the first round, tons of different players. Marcel Darius was in the mix. Yes, and and Nick Fairley a little bit further down, like a yeah. thirteen. Yeah, because I
2: remember people saying the Panthers should trade down and take Nick Fairley. But that's why I said it's dangerous taking those interior defensive linemen because you just don't know what you're going to get. But Cam is the reason why I have the theory that I have with quarterbacks. I had said early in that season as he began to gain momentum and I saw Mike Jazz had, had him at 10 or 15 and bottom of the first round, I said, nope. I said, if he continues going how he's going and his workouts are good and all that, I said, he's going to go number one. So –
1: you know. Yeah, well, uh, the first th- the first time I saw him, he was as different as I've ever seen a QB before.
2: Yeah, but people knocked his throwing motion because, remember, he had to work out on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. And he was showing off his new throwing motion with the, with the what I call him, the, the the snake charmer, George Whitfield, that I think is full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I told my boy, my quarterback in high school worked with Elite 11. He worked with him. I told him, I said, yo, your man is full of it. I said, he works with all these quarterbacks and acts like he's this quarterback whisperer. And I said, it's, it's full of crap.
0: It is interesting how he just kind of disappeared. This guy was on He's game day like every week. He's full of crap. And then crap. all of a sudden, he just mysteriously disappeared.
1: Why was he full of crap in Because your he eyes? Was, was just getting opinion? on there,
2: and he would he would say all this mumbo-jumbo and use all these huge words to try to describe what he was doing to their motions and all this stuff. When Bottom line, when these guys get in the games, their motion was going to go right back to what it was. They weren't going to be thinking about all the technique and all these words that he was using with them, and I just felt like... He was full of it, and he wasn't really adding anything to these guys' games, but yet everybody was going to him, paying him large sums of money to – fix them clown and show than fixing anybody.
1: Well, I will say I, as far as any of those features go on ESPN, I did love me some crude and camp. I like, I, I, <laughs> I love seeing all of the interviews with all of the different quarterbacks there. And then he yeah, went to be head coach, but we didn't see a lot of the, or we didn't see it again, but that was a lot of fun seeing yeah. all those. Let's talk a little bit more about the quarterback situation a little bit later on in the show. We still have the mailbag to get to. We still have Derek Carr as a free agent expected mm-hmm. to, you know, he said he's not going to accept any trade to New Orleans or anywhere else, and so if you don't want to trade for Derek Carr, would you still bring him aboard if he became a free agent? So a little bit more interesting there to discuss regarding the longtime Raiders QB. We'll get to all of that a little bit later on in the show. It's Wesson Walker sports radio 92 seven WFNZ
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits,
0: long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: And there it is, folks. One of the raunchiest love songs ever. By Genuine. And we had to get the instrumental version because it's still nasty. (laughs) But you are back. The Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Hit us up on Twitter 704-570-9610. Oh, Lord. Twitter. Wesson Walker. (laughs) W-E-S-A-N-D. W-E-S-A-N-D. W-A-L-K-E-R. I got a personal text from uh, one of my son's friends' dads. He typed in, Jeremiah, love don't change. We were talking about
1: Jeremiah before the show today. We were talking a lot about it. and, And you know why? It's because Fiddy was singing some Jeremiah.
2: Yeah, my now, man Mark texted me that. Uh, what other entries do we have? Well, now you know
1: the song he was singing, by the way. Um, you dropped a <laughs> bomb on me by the Gap Band. Oh
2: yeah, that's fire. That is, that's
1: a that's a really good one. Nah,
2: nah, nah. And
1: it's not it's not mm. what I go to as like a Valentine song, yeah, but it's nah. still it's still I uh, just like
2: the song. It's just a funky song. It's fantastic.
1: But before we get some, you know, somebody said Whitney Houston. You know, I thought about bringing in some Whitney Houston today. And just the other beats I liked better, mm-hmm. you know, because Whitney is, is Whitney for her singing ability, right? Mm-hmm. And if we play so many instrumentals, I had to make a, a tough editor choice, uh, and I left her out of Valentine's. So I, I apologize to Whitney Houston. What
2: about but, Brenda's Got a Baby? I didn't put that one in there. <laughs> I still, that's the other side of what happens on Valentine's Day, folks. Um, can I tell
1: you this, though? I, can, I, can we brag on Wes for a little bit here? I, I, this is what I want to do, because Wes went to the break room, and he got us a little Valentine's Day treat. Yeah. That's what happened. He almost got angry about it, throwing us the candy. He said, look, it's Valentine's Day. Here you go. <laughs> but he said, it's like, it's one of those I thought sweet, I said
2: it very pleasant. You, you
1: you you said it, I think, pleasantly and aggressively. Mm-hmm. But you got me my favorite candy bar. Yeah, you man. got me a Twix bar. And yeah. I said, hey, it's my favorite. You said, I know, I listen. Hey, man, a <laughs> And little I appreciate things. that. What did he get you, Fiddy? I didn't see your candy bar.
0: Oh, a Snickers, because that's yeah. my favorite that's candy bar. That's like the bar. third
2: Snickers I bought him. so <laughs> Always full 50. Okay, you, to you be listen. fair,
0: I've offered you to give you my credit card whenever you make your way down to the little... I don't think I've heard that Oh, before. no, but there was one time I was like, Wes, <laughs> take my card. And you was like, nah, I, I, got, I got a big bank or something like that. <laughs> I tried. Oh, no, no. I tried to cap. take that, care of you. That's what you
2: were talking about right there, that capping. <laughs> All right, well, listen... Somebody down at the bank (laughs) has a uh, big card, and they're going to be looking to spend it on a quarterback. That's what I did right there. Now, the 33rd teams, I swear these analytical sites are popping up everywhere. 33rd teams mock draft has the Panthers trading for Justin Fields straight up. Ninth pick for Justin Fields. Now, would this be a plausible scenario and one that Panther fans would like. As you said, hit up the text line. Let us know what you think about this because it's the same thing in theory as drafting a quarterback. A lot of people will look at it and say, oh no, giving up our ninth pick. But you're giving it up for a guy that's an up-and-coming player in the league. He's going to have a better offensive line. He's going to have better weapons around him than he had in Chicago. And we saw him really starting to, you know, do some damage in the league even with a roster as poorly constructed as the Bears' is. is. So, would this be something that you feel like is plausible and Panther fans would like?
1: The only reason I don't think it's plausible is because I don't think Chicago is doing this just for the ninth overall selection. Mm -hmm. I think Justin Fields has shown himself to be more valuable than just getting a nine overall selection. Mm -hmm. And so, this is what surprised me. As we were trying to figure out the details as to what this mock draft entailed, it was just nine for Justin Fields. Wes, I think Carolina would have to give up something else too, right? Like, I I don't think that Chicago would agree to just nine overall in exchange for Justin Fields. And I know it's a valuable pick. I get that. I do think that with the way Fields came on strong the second half of the season, they started to utilize his athleticism a lot more. And now I think what you're hoping for is to see some kind of Jalen Hurts development or, I mean, even Josh Allen, right? Justin Herbert was amazing as soon as he stepped onto the field throwing the football, but could you get this from Justin Fields? And there are a lot that I am, I am absolutely tantalized by, by what he was able to do. So if this was the deal, zero problem with Carolina pulling the trigger on this. I'd be just fine with it. But if you're talking about giving up, I don't know, multiple second round picks, I'd still consider it. Absolutely. The difference is, do you care that Justin Fields is a couple of years into his first round contract, right? Like the, the money is going to have to be paid to whoever you would draft at nine or trade up to go get with Justin Fields right now. You're talking about on the books, 2023, on the books, 2024. And then you have the fifth year option stuff and then looking to extend them and all of that. That would be the thing I think that is the biggest thing to measure what the risk is worth. Do you want two years extra control on whatever quarterback you would draft this season? Or are you taking the loss of control with some of the abilities that Justin Fields has already shown?
2: Yeah, I think it depends on how Chicago wants to play it as far as perception. Do they perceive him as a franchise level quarterback? Because then you're like, okay, well why would you trade him in the first place? Or, you know, are they going to try to leverage that potential on a, team and I think that they don't have any leverage in that because if they do try to come around and say hey you know we're offering you a franchise quarterback then teams are going to be like well why are you trading him you know what I'm saying you obviously think Bryce Young is a better prospect so why would you be trading him if you felt that way so that could make it plausible that you could be able to get him for just a top 10 pick alone you look at the contract like you said I mean the money is great coming in the next season 1.1 million then 1.6 million so you get two years of that rookie money and then, you know, 2025, you get the where well, you can extend them. So I think that this could be a plausible deal for the Bears because you can't come to me and tell me, hey, I got this great, excellent thing for you. that's so good and it's going to be so great and it's going to be all that. But, you know, then I'm going to look at you and say, well, why are you giving it up? Well, I mean, I think, look, you can do that with any trade.
1: Right, Any trade ever, you can talk about, well, why are you giving it up? But in this scenario, though... I think think it might make some more sense because of what you just said. The roster's not great around Justin Fields, and they need more bites at the apple. So if you wanted to do that... That's a
2: good argument. And you had
1: Bryce Young, and then you had that ninth overall selection, and then you have all of the other draft picks at your disposal. You need to shore up the offensive line. You need to give whatever young QB you have under center an extra weapon to work with. Then it might make sense in that regard. Here's what I think, though even with me saying Carolina would have to attach a couple of other assets to go get Justin Fields. I don't think Chicago would ever do it. And here's why. Can you imagine being wrong? Can you imagine trading Justin Fields after this talent that he showed Mm -hmm. in the last 10 games of the season Mm -hmm. and then go after Bryce Young and then have Bryce Young break down because he's small or just not figured out because it's hard. Yeah. Can you imagine being that wrong where you had the guy and then you traded him for a ninth overall selection? Not even, this plethora of assets because Arizona did this, right? Mm -hmm. Arizona, they got Josh Rosen. Mm -hmm. He didn't show you anything, though, his first year, and that's why they moved on immediately to go get Kyler Murray. They were not worried about being wrong on Josh Rosen, and then they go out and they get the number one overall selection, but Justin Fields has shown you something. It's actually his second year, so you got to see some development there, I don't think Chicago. That that would be crazy. That would be a ton of pressure, and that's a immediately get fired move if Bryce Young ain't it.
2: It could be, but then also you're looking at the fact of it's tantalizing. We talked about the point system, the old Jimmy Johnson style of of ranking the points and the picks, and to be able to land another top ten pick. I mean, when's the last time we've seen a team with two top ten selections? Now. I'm sure that I'm wrong, but the last time I could think about it was I remember when the Redskins had two top five. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's what they were then. The Washington, what is now Washington Commanders, had the two top five picks, and they took LeVar Arrington, and they took— um, well, I'm sure we've seen it since then, right? I mean, we've had so many trades. That's what I'm saying. I know I'm wrong, but that's the last one that comes to mind immediately for me. But I think the opportunity in this draft, depending on how you view it and with what the Bears need, for them to say, hey, we could get potentially two starters, two franchise players out of this draft, it doesn't make sense to me to to get rid of Justin Fields, in my opinion. But if you could get two first-round picks in that top ten, and they could go with either Miles Murphy and uh, and they, um, and Bryce Young, or I don't think Will Anderson will be there. Well, we, but, saw, we saw the Giants and the
1: Jets, by the way, both New York teams had top 10 picks. So it happens. We, we saw it last Yeah, had two in the top 10. So okay. Sa- Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, okay, yeah, yeah and yeah. then Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal. Okay, So, so right. you'll see that with, well, that's what happens though, right? Like you'll see some of this stuff because of these monster trades that come in. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have, again, two bites at the apple trying to figure out how to sure up the rest of your roster to help whatever quarterback you do have that is considered a young
2: one. All right. So Derek Carr comes out. He says, I don't want to be traded to anybody, which I think is kind of damning to the Saints because he was there for so long and then decided he didn't want to go there. Maybe he just wants to go there. Maybe he's trying to get that bag back up again. Mm -hmm. It was already a big bag, but maybe he says, I want another bag. But he decides that he wants to be a free agent. The Raiders are going to cut him. Then, like I said, you have the draft. There's a lot of options. How many viable options does Carolina have at quarterback? Let's talk realistic quarterback scenarios like don't come texting us talking about Aaron Rodgers he's not going to want to come here or anything of the sort so yeah or do, do we want include? I don't know I you think Aaron Rodgers would want to come here I mean probably not
1: I don't know if I feel so comfortable as to completely write it off if he wants to leave Green Bay you're you're, you're right there's probably a team out there the Jets have been the hot name team To land Aaron Rodgers exactly like they did with Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. But I do think that Carolina does have quite a bit of options here. Talking about trading up for C.J. Stroud, taking one, sticking there at nine, whether it be a Will Levis who, you know, as we talked about, he's rising up draft boards a little bit. Anthony Richardson there as well. And so you, you have a couple of options just within the NFL draft alone. And now here we are talking about Derek Carr. And so today is the day. Derek Carr must exit the roster by 3.59. So we're just talking about Lamar a couple Jackson. of hours here. Eastern time zone today. That would be the time that you'd go after Derek Carr. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, you're saying... Well, you? So you're saying his name. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you? Does this mean you think it's realistic or... Yes. Okay. Why? Because I think that... Now this is all dependent on if he doesn't get a deal done with the Ravens, which I don't think that they will. I think Lamar wants a lot of money the Ravens don't feel comfortable paying him. And so I think that he could end up hitting the market as far as being franchise tag. But I think even if that happens, they're going to be teams lining up to pay the price of that franchise tag. And I think it would behoove the Panthers to do so if he was available. So I would add him to the mix of potential quarterback scenarios. Now he's a little bit of a long shot, a little bit, but I think he should be included in this as well. I would say Lamar Jackson
1: I think he is the least likely next quarterback of the Panthers of all of whatever you might consider a viable option, just because I don't think Baltimore is going to let him go. And I know it's dragged out. I get that. We did this a little bit with Dak Prescott, though. And I thought there was a real shot that the Dallas Cowboys were going to move on from him. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, no, eventually it's going to get done. And I I just kept waiting and waiting over the course of a couple of years. And eventually they signed it because you get scared if you don't have even what you might consider a top 10 QB, right? Like Dak Prescott has that ability, but then I know a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans don't want him. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, I just don't think Baltimore is going to allow Lamar Jackson to move on. I think they'll sign
2: him. The reason I think they're so different is because Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract. And I think that that has the potential to just blow up to where the Ravens say, nope, we're not going to do this. Let's see if you can get it on the open market and we'll franchise you. And if you can get it, Godspeed. But if not, then, hey, we'll come back to the table and see what's up. And I think that if Lamar hits the open market, he'll get whatever he wants. Well, Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed.
1: it, It didn't matter what was off of the field. The thing is, Deshaun was considered a higher prospect. Right before we had all of the off the field issues before the draft, yes, I think even in the NFL that he was yeah, viewed as a higher guy yeah, because the yeah. throwing ability he was very good with Houston, yeah. and and I'm with you with Lamar, I love him, MVP candidate that special year that he had, MVP couple, winner, MVP winner, yes. <laughs> well, let's
2: not I'm trying to take, give him take his away praise. from the man's accomplishment. Team
0: quitter, playoff quitter, oh, playoff setter, outer.
1: You go. He didn't quit on his team. His yeah. teammates don't think that.
0: Well, his teammates aren't going to publicly say he quit. But they're they don't he have healthy He was healthy enough to play.
1: How do you know that? Yeah, how do you know that? Because it's the
2: playoffs. Like here's oh, the thing, here you, man. Go, you if, on that? You on that? Mike Vick. Yeah, just, that's just, right. you slap a. If you just want me to, slap a thing on there and go play. Yes.
0: If you want me to give you a guaranteed two hundred and fifty, three hundred million dollar contract, suck it up and play.
2: Um, that's it. and then we, he goes out there, RG threes himself. Then what you gonna say?
0: At least right. he was willing to okay. sacrifice his body right. for the ultimate team prize of right. winning an NFL
2: championship. A team champion. that you didn't have a chance in hell of beating Kansas City. I mean, look, the, the teammates—they
1: might not need to come out and publicly say that he was ready and that he quit, but they also don't need to come out and publicly defend him the way that they did. That's, I what, mean, that's what that culture is going to do, though. Like, because they have a good culture. So then, so then, why even listen, right? Like, if we're going to ask for I comments don't. from the players, well, th- right. So, so this is all about you not knowing anything about the injury and just saying he quit on the team because he's not playing because of this contract year. Look, there
0: like are that people that that I, I listen to that thinks he quit and I I could see where he quit on his team.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm the, the players Lamar this injury seeing it's real, like it's a real injury for Lamar Jackson. And while he absolutely did some things where he's trying to get a big contract, no doubt about it. I'm not going to sit here and say that he uh, missed out on the playoffs because he's trying to get a bigger contract and that injury didn't have anything to do with it. Right? Yeah,
2: like let me start it on my, Well and, and the thing is, like with
1: Lamar, the point being, I don't know if he's gonna get a fully guaranteed contract. We see QB contracts go up all the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe the market is caught up with Deshaun. I don't know. But man, fully guaranteed, it's it's not worked out in the half year, I guess, that you got with Deshaun in Cleveland. Yeah, it's, it's a lot.
2: And I then- just can't see a 26-year-old former MVP hitting an open market and not getting whatever he desires. I just can't see it. And the way that he was playing before he went down with injury, I just I can't see it. The NFL, they're too predictable as far as how they are suckers for talent. And when you got a guy that's that age, like you said, when we saw Deshaun hit the market – We had yet to see a quarterback of that caliber, that young, hit the open market, and we see what happened. He got a fully guaranteed deal. There's no way I think a a guy that Deshaun has not won an MVP, this guy has. Uh, This guy has had some playoff success. I just can't see it. I think if they take the risk of putting him out on the open market, he will be gone.
1: I think he still is probably the last viable option for Carolina. I just think Baltimore eventually will sign him. And I think ultimately you're talking about Derek Carr, where Chris Mortensen over the weekend put out that Carolina is a team to watch for. Now then Joe Person would come back and say, it seems like one of those Scott Fitterer quote, we're in on every deal type of things. They're going to monitor it. Mm-hmm. They're going to see what's going on with Derek Carr in free agency. And then they'll make a decision from there. I will say this, though. After it looked like they were going to stay away for a little while, now it seems like there's smoke to to possibly Derek Carr coming here. I, I don't know if I would say that's the favorite, but I do think it's more of a possibility now.
2: Well, I think all scenarios that you look at from a quarterback perspective, they sound tantalizing because of the staff that you have now. I mean, what better staff to develop a young quarterback than what you're putting together here? We don't know who the offensive coordinator will be, but between Caldwell and Reich and all those guys that you have there. I mean, this is very conducive to a young player coming in and having some success and also a guy like Derek Carr coming in and revitalizing Uh, himself, or um, like I said, Lamar Jackson. Well, they just got
1: Todd Munkin. So as we were talking about a little bit earlier, Ravens getting Todd Munkin, I I think that would be a good offensive coordinator for Lamar. And I'm excited to see Todd kind of open up the playbook more than Greg Roman did, Mm -hmm. right? I know a lot of people credit Greg Roman for what he did earlier on, but then it kind of got a little stale as the offense moved on. I mean, it, it just kept... Predicating everything off of the running game and not opening it up enough. And that's why a lot of receivers don't want to play in that system. You hear Marquis, you know, or Hollywood Brown. He gets traded. Not exactly thrilled with being there in Baltimore. I hope it doesn't happen with Rashad Bateman because he's a talented guy. I want to see Lamar with a nice weapon. But I'm glad that you're going to have an offense that I think is going to open up a little bit more with Todd Munkin at
2: the helm. Well, let's open it up right now for the second Philly flash of the day.
0: All right, guys. Let's let's turn our attention back to Super Bowl Fifty Seven as it is on pace to become the third most watched uh, TV event in history, with an estimated 113 million people watching, according to pre- to preliminary numbers released on Monday. If it's right behind the 2015 Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks which had over 114 million viewers, and it's really close to the 2017 Super Bowl between the Falcons and the Patriots, which also had 113 million viewers for that game. We know Rihanna's halftime performance drew 118 million viewers. With all the stuff that goes around the NFL, about the negativity, the injury, the safety of the game, this, that, and the third, what, what, what do these numbers indicate to you about the American
1: consumer and their love for the National Football League? Uh, something that I've already known. Football runs the world. It's a culture. That's it what I've always thought. Well, it does. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's It's a Larry col-
0: Fedora stuff. It, it's
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it is some Larry Fedora stuff. I, I hope that we never get compared to him ever again. But with football <laughs> being a culture here, like, basketball is a favorite sport. You know, I love basketball. It's what I grew up on. You and I talk about it all the time. But football, everybody tailgates for it it's a big event everybody is excited and they host the Super Bowl party where we're not, as much as we love March Madness, as much as that is our favorite day of the year, the Thursday that does open up the NCAA tournament, it's not like everybody is hosting a party for that day, right? It is not something that you see the money go way up for wings and I mean, and pizza. people
2: plan their weekends around football. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's It's, I do. it's the most, 100%. <laughs> no, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Me, even being a basketball guy, yeah, I love the NFL. Yeah. Football's awesome and that's that's how everybody else is operated when you check out the numbers
2: yeah no doubt well when we come back send in what you're getting your significant others for valentine's day yeah, have help you gotten out. your shopping done all of those things favorite candy send it all in because we're going to go to the mailbag valentine's day edition and we need some good content uh to read and that is when you return to the west and walker show on sports radio 92.7 wfnz
1: lesson walker sports radio 927. 7 it's wfnz feel free to text 704-570-9610 this is the music that hits home more so from a middle school dance point of view right this is the one that you were kind of nervous to get out there on the dance floor you'd probably stand in the corner it's playing there's not really many people dancing but this is the one that was playing yeah and the girl that you want
2: to dance with she's looking at you you're looking at her but both you guys are too scared to
1: hundred percent and then if if It ended up happening, then you were talking about 10 and 2 on the hips, nothing lower, so you don't see any teachers coming at you, getting mad at you, or anything like that. And then you're going right, well, I mean, yeah, just like middle school. State, I mean, you're not going. Looking a little worried where you're going with this, <laughs> but I was saying I, I was telling you that you're no, trying I'm to be as safe as possible. might
2: get you some girl's daddy uh, or or one of the teachers up on you, telling you to get those hands up. You know buddy. the you know the quintessential elementary
1: slash right. middle school dancing position. Yeah. Where are you putting I your hands? i was thinking waist. The waist. I mean I shoulders. That's, that's what I mean. I yeah. guess yeah. you're not putting your <laughs> on the shoulders. <laughs> you're <look> like Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, I'm, I'm not saying like this, <laughs> not like this, but like if she
1: has her arms wrapped
0: around <laughs> on the back of your neck, maybe.
2: But that's a, little, the girl that's a little much too, though, because that can lead to
1: a kiss. Well, this is this is the the position of yeah. The girls put. The arms on your shoulders and rest it. You're not Mm. grabbing them by the shoulders. That looks a little suspect. Looks all the way suspect. Well, let me let you try and to... I don't want to hear anything you're about to say after that. (laughs) Not at all. Nothing whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) 704-570-9610. We asked people what they were getting, what they were doing for Valentine's Day. 980 number wrote in. I got her a purse, shoes, and a bracelet from King's Oh!
2: He's going to be hearing the genuine Is tonight.
1: Is he putting us to shame with that? It seems like he's putting us to shame. No, not me. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to share? Why yeah, I gave put- my
2: girl her stuff this morning. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. tell us. Can, I got her. Can you tell uh, us I this? got her. It was like, a <laughs> mm, tell us. I got her like a, a body like scrub that's like scented. Um, then a, a foot scrub thing that's scented as well, and then a sponge that you can use to uh, wash this uh, scented as well. Okay. And then a cup of um, a cup of candy that had a balloon on top. That
1: sounds very nice. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a nice price. Talking about the scrub and the scent of the scrub with this music in the background.
2: Yeah. can be a little uncomfortable, but also <laughs> fits the mood. Yeah, man, some nice products that they can enjoy. I did flowers last year, spent big squirrels, because it's also my mom's anniversary for her being a uh, suicide survivor. So I have to do double shopping on this day. I get something for her uh-huh. and for my girl as well. So last year, the flowers, you could imagine. Uh, Yeah, I could have got a nice pair of sneakers for what I paid for two two sets of flowers.
1: Can I give you a low-key spot that maybe a lot of people would not think of or Uh to go to to get flowers, but it's never been busy for me, and this is where I go to in order to get flowers. You ready? Lowe's Hardware. It's, oh. not ex- it's not exactly the place you think of to go get flowers for your significant other. But I'm telling you, I have been able to come away with some excellent purchases that way. And they help you, man, real nice. Hey, okay, this is something that might be nice for you. And so Lowe's Hardware, that's the place to go if you don't want to get packed right. The classic last second flower shopping at some of the spots that you might think of. Lowe's Hardware's a good
2: one. Yeah, I went over to the uh, the Village Blossom Florist and Gift Shop in Concord, North Carolina. Nice ladies over there. Very helpful. They have <laughs> products for men and uh, women in there, man. They got good stuff in there.
1: All right, what are you doing today, Fiddy? What do you, do you, <laughs> you got? Any Valentine's?
2: What Saint college kids?
1: basketball game yeah, is
0: <laughs> on tonight? Yeah, yeah, you're there's gonna play Creighton, there's Creighton in Providence tonight <laughs> at seven. Ooh-wee. Um, it's a Tuesday night, so that means I'll be over at my mom's. Mall We're gonna have some potato soup, and I, it doesn't really bother me. Like I've I've been single on Valentine's Day every year but two of my entire life. Well. Next year, Fiddy, you'll
2: be. You will be having playing. You're
1: right? gonna be listening to Genuine, yeah. and that's how we're gonna ask everything yeah. regarding that subject. Yeah. Did you
2: listen to Genuine last night? Yeah. Are you listening to Genuine this weekend? One hundred percent, Yeah, man. Then watch we'll some dinner tonight or whatever, and just uh, chill out. But Walker, what you got going on? So I, I don't or know do you got to keep it a secret because she if might I can be listening? Say. I think okay. She,
1: sometimes it depends. I don't know. Every once in a while, she'll throw something back at me that I said. I don't you know. You mean if she's to text listening. her and ask? Yeah, feel free. Uh, if you got a number, then there's a problem, because I did not give her, give you her number whatsoever.
2: That'd be too. But those scary are great gifts that he got. I mean, what? Well, we don't want to get into the nuance of See, what kind a- of shoes, what kind of bag. It doesn't matter. Oh, you're, you're talking about from the text message. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So, 704 number did ask. Uh, okay. So, if you, yeah, there's a picture in. So, maybe we can get your opinion on that a little bit later on. Somebody yeah. uh, asked me Lowe's Hardware or Lowe's Home Improvement. Uh, isn't it the same thing? I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. got so? Hardware. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to get her any car batteries or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Lowe's Home Improvement, I guess. I'm telling you. Yeah. Thank you, Scott, the XFL Hawk. He said, that's pretty genius. To be honest, I'm telling you, it's a great place to go if you don't want to go somewhere where it is crazy busy. Go Panthers guy wrote in. He got the wife a pink fossil watch and a card. So that's pretty nice. Good. Nice some jewelry.
2: Yeah, I've done a fossil watch before. Fossil is always a good way to go. 100%.
1: Costco is the best for flowers. 864 oh. number. Right. Costco, because what don't they have, man? Right. Even clothes at Costco. This I absolutely true. got some clothes. I'm from
0: here Costco. for the sample. Do they have single women?
2: Yep. Ah, oh, yeah. That's one of the best places. Hey, Fitty, listen. That's one of the best places to meet you, a good woman. You know, she's, uh, you know in the grocery shopping, so you know you're going to eat good. And, you know what I'm saying? Organ buyer. Responsible woman. You got excited. See, I didn't know. I thought, I don't know about Costco. Yeah, nah, the grocery store, that tells you that she more than likely cooks. You know, you're going to eat good he's responsible
1: you got really excited about the costco play i don't know i don't know if that's gonna happen for you but you should go so you should get a membership at costco or sam's club yeah and that should be the only reason it may sound a little creepy but as long as you actually do some shopping and don't creep
2: anybody out then maybe you you can can eat. eat that's why i like it the most my my girl put me on costco i'm not you know i don't like it's something weird okay so i'm quirky i know you guys will say this When I go in Costco and I see the ginormous versions of stuff that I buy in stores at regular quantities, it throws it off to me. Like, it, I don't know what it is, but when I see the 87-ounce box of cereal that I would normally <laughs> get that's 22, like, I ugh, I just don't... Well, you have to find the space for like it. Like, I don't want that much. I mean,
1: people want to talk about how much you save, but you don't save any space. What am I supposed to do right. with 17 boxes oh, of cereal? <laughs> I'm saying 48 steaks in a pack. I love
2: Reese's Puffs, yeah. but I don't, I don't have any place to put but the it, samples are lit, though. Uh, samples, you go in there... You you can eat good. So, Fitty. while you in there, you can get your snacks every now and again. And
1: I will say this. I've seen somebody else write in Trader Joe's or Gardner Webb James. He wrote okay. in Trader Joe's has the best flowers half the cost of everyone else. Mm. I've had bad experiences at both, though, mm-hmm. Trader Joe's and Costco. You talk about shoulder to shoulder, can't move. I just try to go find a space where not a lot of people are shopping, and then I set up camp. And sure enough, somebody's going to find where I am and they're going to run in hey I'm sorry can you move sir it is mad social anxiety for me at either one of those
2: places. am I a cynic because when I see men get flowers on like any other regular day and I know it could be just because because I've gotten that just you because, thought
1: they did some sometimes
2: wrong. I think and I'm like what did he do yeah 100% no, it's, immediately, it's immediately I think of
1: yeah, the one time I went, uh, not the one time, but the one time that I went where somebody said something to me. Uh-huh. Yo, one of the, the Lowe's employees walked by me and I was sitting there trying to pick out the right one. All right, should I get the bigger one? Oh no, this one I you know it'd fit in this specific part of the house that yeah. would work a lot better. The guy walks by me and God bless him, he said, She's gonna like it anyway, big fella. You pick whatever you want. And yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? That is the confidence I need to go purchase. Yeah, it. man,
2: so it's a great day, man. Valentine's Day is always uh, fun. All right, keep writing in your song
1: suggestions. Valentine's Day theme, and where music. y'all going
2: to eat tonight, man? What what places are you guys going for dinner? Cause Lord knows you got to get in your reservations. Eight months ahead, it seems like these days.
1: Yeah, you absolutely do. You know, take it from me, take it from personal experience. It is absolutely the sitcom situation that I'm in, trying to find a reservation last second. (laughs) It didn't necessarily work out, but we got some audibles that we're going with, and it's going to turn out better anyway. We'll talk about it all a little bit later on. One more hour to go. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 927 WFNZ. Take it away, Marvin.